Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. Have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? Well, every time I hear that, it just is more and more true. Those who are so hopelessly inured, so dependent on the system, will actually fight to defend it. That includes most conservatives. We'll talk about that here this morning. Welcome to a Tuesday morning episode here of the Mark Roslin Show on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. We're live Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central Time to 8 a.m. Central Time, followed by my good friend, Mike Church, host of the Mike Church Show. He comes up at 8 and takes it to about 11.30-ish. And we've got a whole host of programming for you today. You will not want to tune out, though the temptation will be to do so. And go watch the uh, beginnings of the National Election Circus over there at the Republican National Convention. Uh, but as a live call-in program, you can always call us at 844-5-CRUSADE, 844-527-8723. Direct you over to my website. I'm um, going to be, I've, I really feel like I've got an article in me here to get out some ideas. Uh, ideas we talk about routinely, but perhaps framing them a little bit differently here. I'll have that up, uh, hopefully, in the near term over at my website, markcreslins.com. You can email me through that website, mark at markcreslins.com. Follow me on Facebook, Facebook slash The Mark Kreslin Show. While you're there, like the page. It's just another way for us to stay in touch. And I'm on Twitter at, at Mark Kreslins. Well, how many of you watched the uh, fiasco yesterday on uh at the Republican National Committee uh, Convention. I didn't. I didn't watch any of it all day. I'm not interested. I said I was going to, and I was going to, but then I got distracted with uh, the need to clip my toenails. <laughs> so, so I opted for clipping my toenails over watching the Republican uh, National Convention yesterday. And last night, but of course, there's all kinds of breathless reporting out there about the goings-on how important yesterday was and the big feud on the floor over the never-Trump crowd. Apparently there's some uh, reporting out there that the great senator from Utah, Mike Lee, and, uh, and Ken Cuccinelli, former attorney general of Virginia, staged some kind of show, but were actually offered a deal that you know, would have at least allowed them to express their viewpoints on the floor. Folks, this is just, this is the corruption. This, you know, when when you hear the reporting that comes out of um, these conventions, yet I know because people don't know what else to do, they're going to continue to put their loyalty and hope in this party. It is no better. You can't even say, you know, there, there used to be this saying that, well, Kreslins, you know, both both parties are running us off the cliff. Just one is going faster than the other. Uh, 
and uh, nonsense like that. And, and, and the evidence is becoming increasingly convincing. I hope you all will believe increasingly convincing that both parties are at the same speed on the same track running us over the cliff. So how about we not run over the cliff? How about option B? Let's not go over the cliff. We don't have to, you know. We don't. There isn't this kind of morbid fascination that apparently most people engaged in mainstream conservative politics today embrace that we have to go over a cliff. We don't. We can actually stop short of the cliff, but it's going to take a lot more people than we have right now coming to the conclusion that the adversary we have are located or is located in Washington, D.C. It is a parasitic elected class and it's a parasitic bureaucratic class and you are the, you are the host. The parasite is sucking off of you. It is, it is draining every bit of thought, freedom, property, from you and those those uh uh tentacles are in you and they're in the form of a matrix cable plugged in the back of your head you've got to stop believing that there are any solutions whatsoever in the two-party system here in hashtag the american union when you can make that break when you can when you can finally let go of it and not care not get a um a whatever chris matthew said there about getting something running up his leg when obama became the president when you can when you can unplug yourself from the system then you will be able to think clearly about the problem and actually come up with genuine solutions to the problem because there still are solutions out there. Uh, they are fading rapidly, and to the degree uh, we insist on believing the solution still lies in the Republican Party, it's just going to be that much farther off. Uh, and, and yesterday was not a good start. Here's a clip I pulled. This is exactly the problem, folks. This is a Pastor Mark Burns who's going to open the convention, apparently, in prayer or close it or something. Uh, here's what he had to say. I'm Pastor Mark Burns from the great state of South Carolina. I'm going to pray and I'm going to give the benediction. You know why? Because we are electing a man in Donald Trump who believes in the name of Jesus Christ. And Republicans, we got to be united because our enemy is not other Republicans, but it's Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. Uh, There it is. And all the cheering fans, everybody applauding. Oh, yeah, the real enemy. It's not fellow Republicans that are are, uh, stealing from you. It's not fellow elected Republican officials that are stealing from you, robbing you. It's that that, uh, Antichrist Hillary Clinton 
eight years ago. <clears throat> it was a eight years ago it was the Antichrist Barack Obama. Now it's the Antichrist Hillary Clinton. Because not only did Barack Obama and Hillary have a meeting with Satan eight years ago, and he anointed them the new Antichrist who needed to be stopped, which of course they weren't. Uh, this year, Hillary had a round two meeting with Satan in hell, and uh, he appointed her to be the Antichrist. And as Pastor, whatever his name was, uh, uh, Mark Burns suggested, the enemy is not the Republicans that are equally corrupt, willing to lie, steal. It's not, no, 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 turn your head away from them. It's not, they're not... They're not as big a thefts as the Democrats' Kreslins. We recognize they steal. We recognize they lie. But you know what? If, if there's a thousand lies told in a 10-minute segment in Washington, D.C., uh, uh, 504 of those are told by Democrats and 496 are told by Republicans. Kreslins, can't you see the difference? Can't you understand the difference if there are a thousand pieces of uh, immoral, illegitimate, evil legislation passed by Congress, uh, even though the Republicans hold the power in Congress, we still are going to believe that it's the Democrats that are worse. President, you've got to get with the times here. You've got to understand current conservative political thought. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It matters that we don't divide the party and that we understand the real uh, enemy here is uh, Hillary. Don't you understand? Get that through your thick head, Kreslins. You've got to grow up a little bit and smell the roses out there. Obviously, you don't understand Satan and Hillary met a few months ago. He appointed her to be the Antichrist, and it's the Republican Party's job to stop her. Now get on board and get on the Trump train. Stop criticizing him. Stop pointing out any of your concerns about him. Just drink the Republican Kool-Aid and start voting. And get your eight listeners to vote. We're going to need every vote. Every vote counts, us, even though... Not every vote counts, but we're going to say every vote counts, Greslins. We're going to raise political anxiety out there to levels you have never seen before. We are going to connive. We are going to say what needs to be said to get your listeners to vote for hashtag the evil GOP. I mean, uh, GOP. Folks, there is no difference between these parties. As I regularly argue on this show, and will continue ad nauseum until you all tune off or agree, the problem is we have a bipartisan, corrupt, morally bankrupt, de facto uh, versus de jure, thus illegitimate, evil, national as opposed and masquerading as a federal government located in Washington, D.C. We have an entirely broken system of government. It is shattered into 47 million pieces. 
Those pieces are scattered over 50 states, probably some in the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. You can't even find the pieces to put it back together. It is an entirely shattered, utterly bankrupt, morally and economically system of government. It is entirely broken. And anybody anybody can call anytime you want at 844-5-CRUSADE. 844-527-8723. Improve me wrong. I am open to being proven wrong on this. It is an entirely broken system of government, yet thousands of people met in Cleveland, um, Ohio, cheering on Pastor, what's his name? Hang on a minute. Pastor Mark Burns, as he says, we've got to be united and uh, and we've got to fight the real enemy. That's Hillary and the Democrat Party. And on goes the tyranny. On goes the slave making. And you are a slave. On goes the noose around your own neck. And you're voting to tighten it. That's just the truth, folks. That's just the truth. Because nobody can ever dispute that. I've got the facts on my fa- my side, and as the famous John Adams, who would eventually become a little tyrant of his own, said, facts are stubborn things. You've seen me post the charts from time to time over on my Facebook page, Facebook slash The Mark Kreslin Show. The debt chart is if just one metric shows that both parties and you voting for those parties are complicit. You yourself have hung yourself. I've hung myself, except I stopped hanging. I, I at least, of the 120 million votes that were cast in the few, last few elections, I was not one of those voters that took the noose and squeezed it a little tighter around my neck. I already felt it. I'm I'm having a hard time breathing. Well, there are a few thousand people in Cleveland who are you know what? If I if I was in charge of propaganda in Cleveland, what I would do is I would hand everybody a noose when they walked in. And I would say, "Okay, as we go through the next 4 days and elect the next tyrant, uh, put that noose around your neck, and I'd be saying the same thing, by the way, if it was Cruz or if it was uh, Kasich or if it was Rubio. I, it didn't matter to me. Uh, Trump has been interesting to talk about because, as I've said over and over again, he's an anomaly. He's an anomalous figure in politics. It's f- interesting to watch this guy. But I would hand out uh, nooses to everybody and say, put them around your neck as you go on the floor and vote as you get all exhilarated and cheer and maybe even weep a little bit, get a tear in your eye from time to time, uh, just take reach around back and not only ignore the cable plugged in the back of your head, but grab that noose and tighten it up just a little bit. Because every time you raise your hand, you are tightening that noose a little bit more around your neck. <clears throat> and uh, the reality is, folks, that's where we are. Until we admit that we have a problem, you can't fix the problem. 
until people are willing to admit the problem is bipartisan and ignore the political commentators out there, the political ruling class out there, the commentators out there who tell you that it'll be different this time, until you're willing to secede from those people and get away from them, that noose is around your neck. And it is going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. It's tightening up now. Uh, So, you know, it was disturbing. I had to cover some of the news last night and just read some stuff because it's going on. I can't ignore that it's going on. The reality is it's going on, and and I I don't even know when the Democrats are, I think in August sometime. But I'll watch that painfully, and and, uh, and some of it anyways, just because I'll, I'll at least read about it, just like I'm doing with the Republican convention. I'll at least read about it. I'm not sure I'll watch any of it. Um, none of it is of any interest to me at all. None. And so, uh, so you know, this is, uh, this is what we're treated to at this point until we get more people to break away, until our rescue mission is more successful than it is right now. Uh, then we're going to be treated to more and more domination by the political ruling elite in Washington, D.C. Today, I want to get to a couple of articles that uh, came up yesterday, and and to me, they're fascinating articles. Uh, They're articles that you should be reading. I put them up on my Facebook page. I tweeted them out this morning. The first one is uh, written by John Whitehead. Uh, via the Rutherford Institute. This is a pretty conservative guy, I guess. He's libertarian-leaning, um, you know, whatever that even means. Uh, but the title of the article is There Will Be No Second American Revolution, The Futility of an Armed Revolt. And and I really found this article to be compelling, and I loved the title because too often we are... T- conservatives in particular, people who have some kind of sense that they're being mistreated by Washington, D.C., even though they will largely paint it as a Democrat problem. Uh, But their instincts are to romanticize, harken back to uh, another period in our history when we've gotten into armed revolts with each other. Uh, All the way back from the secession in 1776, followed by an armed conflict for seven years, Um, people being shot, people being killed, all the way to the uh, war of northern aggression in the 1860s, people being shot, people being killed. There's, There's this violence in our DNA, it appears, and it comes out in a whole host of ways. In this particular case, in this article, it comes out in the conservative movement, always framing the battle against Washington, D.C. as one that uh, inevitably will come down to armed revolt. And you have heard me castigate that idea, chastise that idea, numerous times on the radio here. I have said and made it clear that if you call in and are going to advocate some kind of armed revolt, then you're not going to get through. Uh, we are not at that point, and for a whole host of reasons. And this, uh, and John Whitehead covers a couple of them here in this fascinating article. You want to lose? 
You want you want to guarantee loss? Well, then uh, uh, keep keep saber rattling out there. You you want to guarantee arrest before you even do anything? You want to guarantee marginalization by shame and embarrassment by being caricatured? Then keep keep thinking the solution is armed revolt. Folks, there is no solution here in the 21st century in thinking your AR-15 matters. It doesn't. We are way past that time by 150 years. So I thought the uh, title of this article was very informative in that it captured what I believe. The solutions, the only solution, well, as an evangelical, born-again Christian, I obviously believe in the sovereignty of God. God can intervene anytime he wants to, and I would love for him to intervene. I think it would be remarkable for him to intervene and do something. Obviously, it would be very remarkable, wouldn't it? Uh, and so I have to, as a Christian, hold out hope or belief that God uh, may desire to intervene. But barring his intervention, there are no military armed revolt solutions in front of us. None. Zero. And, and it serves the only solution left ill service when people frame the discussion that way. Oh, you just watch Kreslin's, it's going to come down to another civil war. Well, I, number one, hope it doesn't. You know, we, we way to move it to Zai's, movie to Zai's, our beliefs when it comes to war. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, you know, we are keyboard warriors to the extreme. Uh, secondly, you have zero chance of winning. None. Zip. Nada. So how about we just dispel the ideas that this is going to end up in an armed conflict as we saw just a few short weeks ago in June, um, a country seceded from a union without a shot fired. How about we follow the Brits' example and get rid of this militaristic craving we seem to have that the only way we're going to get free is just, we need another Lexington, Kreslins. No, we don't. And in fact, if you believe that to be the strategy, welcome to uh, Fort Leavenworth, because you're headed there. They are going to clamp down. And you and people who advocate for some kind of armed rebellion are giving them the two-by-four and the keys to lock them up. This is a different time, folks, and we need mature statesmen to emerge who can make good arguments that will persuade the population uh, to take back control of their lives that they have given up through participating in this fraudulent government we have in Washington, D.C. I'll get to the article now. There will be no second American Revolution, the futility of armed revolt by John Whitehead. America is a ticking time bomb, he writes. All that remains to be seen is who or what will set the fire to the fuse. Indeed, Whitehead is correct there. 
don't be that person. We are poised at what seems to be the pinnacle of a manufactured breakdown with political shooting unarmed with I'm sorry with police shooting unarmed citizens snipers shooting police global and domestic violence rising and a political showdown between two presidential candidates equally matched in unpopularity Whitehead captures where we are exquisitely Manu- a lot of this is manufactured. A lot of this is just the nature of the violent um, community we've created in hashtag the American Union. But a showdown is coming. The preparations for the Republican and Democrat national conventions taking place in Cleveland and, Fidel- and in Philadelphia, augmented by a $50 million federal security grant for each city, provide a foretaste of how government how the government plans to deal with any individual or group that steps out of line. They will be censored, silenced, spied upon, caged, intimidated, interrogated, investigated, recorded, tracked, labeled, held at gunpoint, detained, restrained, arrested, tried, and found guilty. If you think you can bypass any of those, then you are not part of the solution going forward. If you're determined to give the federal government the two-by-four and the keys by which they will first beat you over the head and then lock you up, if you're determined, if that's your strategy going forward, you, I 100% guarantee, will not win that. You may end up dead. You may end up losing everything including your family. And so it is incumbent upon us to understand that the government uses all kinds of tools to send out very clear signals. If you do such, we are going to grant $50 million for, a, uh, for protection around these two conventions. And so if you are threatening in any way, shape, or form, We got a $50 million grant to provide the services necessary to identify you, then harass you, then eventually cage you. All the tools are on their side, friends. All of them, when it comes to thinking you can physically deal with the situation we are confronted with today. He goes on to write, for instance... Anticipating civil unrest and mass demonstration in connection with the Republican Party convention, Cleveland officials set up, a, set up makeshift prisons, extra courtrooms to handle protesters, and shut down a local university in order to house 1,700 riot police and their weapons. The city's courts are preparing to process up to 1,000 people a day. Additionally, the FBI has also been conducting interviews, quote-unquote, with activists in advance of conventions to discourage them from engaging in protest. Make no mistake about it, the federal government is ready for civil uprising. Indeed, the government has been preparing for this moment for years. A 2008 War College uh, report revealed that, quote, widespread civil violence with, uh, inside the United States would force the defense establishment to reorient priorities and extremists to 
defend basic domestic order and human security. Translated, if you guys get too out of too far out of line, we will bring the big guns, the standing army to bear. The 44-page report goes on to warn that potential causes for such civil unrest could be could include another terrorist attack, unforeseen economic collapse, loss of functioning political and legal order, purposeful domestic resistance or insurgency, pervasive public health emergencies, and catastrophic natural natural and human disasters. So they've covered pretty much everything. If if we start sensing civil unrest that we can't handle with local police forces, we're prepared to bring in the military. Subsequent reports by the Department of Homeland Security to uh, of the I'm sorry, subsequent reports by the Department of Homeland Security to identify, monitor, and label right-wing and left-wing activists and military veterans as extremists, a.k.a. terrorists, have manifested into full-fledged pre-crime surveillance programs. Almost a decade later, after locking down the nation and spending billions to fight terrorism, the DHS has concluded that the greater threat is not ISIS, but domestic right-wing terrorism. Get that? After spending billions locking down the nation, quote-unquote, I hate that word, which they have done, let's be honest, let's be honest, this this is a moment of honesty, folks. You know you're surveilled. You know the government knows everything about you. After spending billions of dollars achieving this great pinnacle of success, i.e., we know everything about you, where you are, where you spend your money, how you spend your money. And after voting for that for decades, after running off to the national polls and saying, our guy wouldn't do that, after choking yourself with your own noose, they have achieved the pinnacle of their success. They control everything now. And they are starting to identify who the opponents are. Right now, they are calling them right-wing extremists, including you veterans out there, me included. Meanwhile, the government has been amassing an arsenal of military weapons for use domestically, and equipping and training their quote-unquote troops for war. Even government agencies with largely administrative functions, such as the Food and Drug Administration, Department of Veterans Affairs, and the Smithsonian have been acquiring body armor, not helmets and shields, I'm sorry, uh, riot helmets and shields, cannon launchers, and police firearms and ammunition. Now, why the heck does the um, Smithsonian believe it needs to have body armor, ride helmets, shields, cannon launchers, and firearms and ammunition? The Smithsonian. You ever been there? I, I've lived near Washington, D.C. I went to, into many of the museums down there. I wanted to look at paintings and dinosaurs. Why do they have all this military-style equipment? 
In fact, there are now at least 120,000 armed federal agents carrying such weapons who possess the power to arrest. Rounding out this, uh, I'm sorry, rounding out this profit-driven campaign to turn American citizens into enemy combatants and Americans and America into a battlefield is a technology sector that is colluding with the government to create a big brother that is all-knowing, all-seeing, and inescapable. It's not just the drones, fusion centers, license plate readers, stingray devices, and the NSA that you have to worry about. You're also being tracked by black boxes in your cars, your cell phones, smart devices in your home, grocery loyalty cards, social media accounts, credit cards, streaming services such as Netflix, Amazon, and ebook reader accounts. All of this has taken place right under our noses, funded with our taxpayer dollars and carried out in broad daylight without so much as a general outcry from the citizenry. Keep voting. Oh, that's a great idea. Keep putting your hope in the two-party system. Both parties have put the noose around your neck and it is now choking you and you are being choked. These guys have built a system of government that is swallowing you. Right under our noses, in broad daylight, and what's even worse, you paid for it. I paid for it. We paid for the, our own nooses, folks. You just haven't been, you've been sentenced, you just haven't, the sentence hasn't been carried out yet. Get crosswise with them, and life is going to change dramatically for you. Sounds pretty hopeless, doesn't it? Spot on, Greg. It's astounding how convenient we've made it for the government to lock down the nation. It is. I mean, that's an understatement. I don't know how to overstate it, but it's an understatement that Whitehead would write that. It's astounding how convenient we've made it for the government to lock down the nation. We have made it so easy for them. We have funded this. We have sent them trillions of dollars to which the parasitic elected and bureaucratic class has taken that money and hosed you with it. They own you, and you know it, and you can beat your chest all you want and say, USA, USA, we're the freest nation in the country or in the world, blah, 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 until you get crosswise with them. And they define what crosswise means, folks. There's no rule of law. It's an illusion. It's an absolute delusion you're living in, we're living in. There's no rule of law. There's no constitution. It doesn't mean anything. People can run around. You can run around all you want and and claim the solution to the problem, Kreslin's, is just we need to restore the constitution. What does that even mean? 
Just pause for a moment. Reflect on the phrase, we need to restore the Constitution. What the? Please call me, 844-5-CRUSADE, 844-527-8723, and explain to me what the heck that even means. Again, I've been told that because I took an oath going into the military to uphold and defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic, that I'm still bound by that oath, and I have no clue what it means. I, I ask, am I to go down to the Gulf of Mexico uh, on the Texas border and stand guard against foreign enemies? What, what is my shift? Will somebody please call me and tell me I've been derelict on duty here. I don't know when I'm supposed to go to the Gulf and protect uh, against uh, foreign enemies. What am I supposed to do with, I, with the domestic enemies I know that are here? Will somebody please call me and tell me how I'm supposed to fulfill my oath? These ideas are completely devoid of meaning. They sound good and feel good, but they are devoid of any meaning. What does it mean to restore the Constitution? Folks, as Whitehead points out, it's astounding how convenient we've made it for the government to lock down the nation. All these parasitic elected officials and parasitic um, uh, bureaucrats need to do is mention the word Constitution, and we seem to say, yes, sir. Oh, there's my guy. He's acting all constitutionally. Folks, you gave them the noose. You gave them all the rope that they need. You put it over your own neck, and they are tightening down now. We did this to ourselves. Now, there's reasons why we did it to ourselves. There's reasons why we looked the other way. Because the one of the reasons is because the government was providing a sense of prosperity, and there was true prosperity. But they've so manipulated the economy to be so fake that everybody knows that it is, yet we still can go to Olive Garden. That's what's important, Kreslin. We can go to Olive Garden. We're going to watch Star Wars in a couple of days here. Grand opening. They're selling tickets ahead of time. Kreslin, can you stop? reading stupid articles like this and and tell us where we can get advanced tickets for Star Wars. Yes. All right. Kreslis, we know we got a noose around our neck. Granted, it doesn't matter when my belly's full of bottomless breadsticks and I've gotten as much popcorn as I want because now they give free refills at Regal Cinema. Life's pretty good. Kreslis, don't worry about the noose around your neck. We'll get to that some other point. We come back from this break. I'll finish up this article, and then I'm going to get to another article. Uh, and I will—it's—it's it's a great one. Uh, you, this is the stuff you guys need to be reading. I'm telling you, it's on my Facebook page, Facebook slash the Mark Kreslin Show. If you can't find it there, uh, I'll tweet it out during the break here, and um, and I'll put it up. Uh, you know what? I may have only put one of them up there on the on my Facebook page. So I will um, I will make sure to uh, post this one up there as well. This is what you need to be reading. Whitehead is spot on with this. We have empowered a nation and a apparatus within that nation to control you. Don't be so prideful to be unwilling to admit you're under control. Be humble enough to admit 
you are controlled right now, and it ain't by God. It's by a lowercase G-O-D, but it's not by him. You are controlled by a God, but it's a lowercase G. Let me assure you of that. All right, folks, if you like what you're hearing here on the Crusade channel today, granted you might not, but if you do, why not support our crusade here? Why not get behind what we're doing here? Become a Founders Pass member today and gain instant streaming and download access to every episode of this show. That's right. You can go back into the vault and you can pull down any of the shows here to which uh, I believe are compelling and persuasive, at least to four or five people. But if you were a Founders Pass member, you'd be able to download this show and any other show, that uh, up to 20 shows that the Mark Krizlins has put out there. But you could also download uh, shows like my good friend uh, Mike Church's show. Um, he hosts the Mike Church Show. And my good friend Gregory Carpenter, Reverse Deception, and a bunch of other shows. If you were a Founders Pass member, you would be able to download those shows and listen at your leisure. But that's not all. If you become a Founders Pass member during the month of July, it'll only cost you 23 cents a day. You are going to get an autographed copy of Humility of Heart. This is a book Mike uh, speaks about frequently on his show, the Mike Church Show. And he is going to send you out a copy of that, signed by himself, Mike Church, uh, for becoming a Founders Pass member. And so for 23 cents a day, you will get an autographed copy of this book. On top of that, however, if you become a founding father or crusader, or you make a $500 cash donation to our monthly crowdfunding campaign, not only will you get a copy of Humility of Heart, but you will also get a beautiful handmade wooden kitchen cutting board. I have one myself. They're supplied by one of our sponsors of our show, McClureBlock.com. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work, and you will get one if you become a founding father or crusader. So please join our crusade today and become a Founders Pass member at a minimum. Minimum, If you haven't done that yet, please do so today. Don't put it off, folks. We need your help. We continue to grow out the network, and uh, we're doing it because of you. Thank you to everybody who's already become one. But you can become one if you haven't done so already by going to veritasradionetwork.com forward slash the join button or do what dummies like me do and click the join button when you're there, and you will see a whole host of ways to be able to connect. Or you can call 866-483-3833. That's 866-483-3833, and they'll take your information over the phone. They'll get you signed up, and you'll have access to the website and be able to take advantage of the services we offer there. We'll be right back after these messages, folks. This is the Mark Reslin Show on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be.